All right, welcome to the Four Outdoorsman, everybody. Strew Man here. Sam's next to me, Mark's next to him, and uh, our buddy Brandon is in the homegrown studios is where he is. That's Actually, you're in the homegrown studios. Well, I heard you on the radio mention <laughs> that you were the, I thought you were the homegrown studio. I'm in Studio A. Oh, okay. This is, but so, this, it's actually the Four Outdoorsman studio Well, now. we're changing. Oh, for, from six to seven. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Four Outdoors, uh, Four Outdoorsman Studio. I'll tell you what, Max is here. Mark's little kid, Max. Max, how old are you, buddy? Mark, Max is six. He talks more than Nick does already. He does. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he's one heck of a one heck of a, heck of a tractor driver. Max was at our house with Sam and and uh, Nick and Mark Lukey and his wife April. They spent the day at our house, our cabin yesterday in Chatek, Wisconsin. We had a riot and a lot of fun. Everyone slept well. <laughs> I like uh, I like Western Wisconsin life. It's you know it's pontoon boats, it's beers, it's live music, it's three dollar beers, it's yeah. fishing, it's hot tubs, it's uh, nuts on the fence, and, all the good uh, stuff. Bocce ball. We played some bocce ball and you threw the football around a little bit yesterday. It was it was a good time. What do you call? I call it nuts on the fence. I what call you, it I call it rodeo golf. What do you call it? Uh, what is that thing? The with the PVC pipes. Oh, flog. What? Flog. That's what I've always known. That's it. golf backwards. Is all I know. Yeah, right? that's what I've always. Is that known really? It. Yeah. Oh. I've heard ladder ball. Um, that sounds like the best name, I guess. Ladderball? Yeah, ladderball yeah. sounds the most. I have no idea how someone named it Rodeo Golf, but it was a lot of fun. But it was a beautiful day, and uh, but we had some. it was kind of dark and dingy for a while there. But then as we got off the water, everything just cleared up, and it was a wonderful day. It cooked out. It was just It was fun. So we're, we're blessed, man. Military Day, we're blessed. And thanks to all the veterans and those who survived <clears throat> and didn't survive and anybody else who's ever been in the military, thank you for saving my butt. That's yeah, happy uh, Memorial Weekend. Do you know what... Memorial Day was originally known as what it was called. Oh yes, I did. Um, um, two guesses. Mal- Malto meal or <laughs> cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Inside joke. We'll explain that one later. Do you know? Uh, Armistice Day. No, that's not it. No. What was it? I remember. I remember. Decoration Day. Declaration or decoration? Decoration, like with an L. Uh, D-E-C-O-R-A-T-I-O-N, Decoration really? Day. Well, that's, huh. that's a, good, it's a good name, I guess. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, Memorial Day is, you know, the day of remembrance for those who served, who lost their life. Right. You know, the greatest sacrifice for our country. Um, again, like you guys said, you know, thank you for all those men and women who are serving and have served. And you know, Do you know anyone that has lost their lives in In war? war? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm-mm. Sure said you had a couple that you knew. There's four kids that I know from St. Paul Johnson High School who did not make it back from Vietnam, and one that I knew pretty close, you know. So, uh, uh, but uh, the rest I didn't. But uh, they're, they're four of many, you know. So uh, I say every day is a gift, every day, and it really is. So uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but we should we should celebrate their their past and their lives every day, not just one day a year, one weekend a year. It should be. 365 days a year. Sounds pretty loud now, Mark. Mark's d- playing with the dials over there. So Sorry, you- my my headset went out. I apologize about that. Can you hear now? No. Wow. There wow. we go. Perfect. Thank you. Here? Yep. Sorry about that. I can hear I can hear the uh, the guys just saying they're in their car going home. I can hear them right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was going on there. Sorry about That's that. It's all right. You fixed it. We fixed it. It's live radio. We gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. So yes, uh, I hope everyone had a great Memorial weekend. Um, it's, you know, unofficial kickoff of summer. So yeah, for sure. I remember always being out of school before Memorial weekend. I, I definitely was, but that's not the case anymore. <clears throat> I went to a private school for high school and we, we got out like May 20th. 
Uh, we started like August 15th, and then we got out a little earlier. Did you guys have a, a senior skip day? I, we did, and, yeah. I, and I was like uh, young Sheldon. I didn't skip. I stayed in school, and I was the only kid there talking to the janitor because everybody else bailed I can't out. believe you didn't do that. I didn't do it. <laughs> I felt like you would be the leader of that. No, no. I was afraid. I was wearing those. I was, at that time, I was still wearing knee highs and tennis shoes. Yeah, I was too nervous to lose my credibility. I, I, I don't, for those that don't know, I graduated 11th in my class, so I didn't want to ruin that. Out of 12? Uh-huh. 15? Was, there was 12, yeah. <laughs> I, I went to Devil's Lake for my senior skip day really devil's lake wisconsin which is just north of madison it's a really deep crystal clear lake it's about i don't know half hour from where i grew up and uh it's a good place to frolic around with other 18 year olds (laughs) it was a lot of fun i remember that i was afraid to get into trouble when i was a kid my old man would have beat the crap out of he beat the crap out of me once in a while just to just to do it. Just to keep just to do mind, it. Yeah. To keep yep. that memory yeah. there. I think oh, yeah. I actually cheated uh, <clears throat> senior skip day. I think I had my mom call in. Like I had the cool mom, you know, like she would do stuff like that. I'd be yeah. like, I need to go. And she would call me in so I wouldn't get in trouble. I'll tell you who's a cool mom. Kathy Danielzuck's mom. It must have been pretty cool because I went out with her in high school and I thought she was screwing around with a buddy of mine named Frank Schweitz. And I, I, know, I know Frank Schweitz. Frank's a great, great guy. I see him all the time now after 30 or 40 years. And uh, we were at basketball practice one day, and Frank wasn't there. So I called Kathy, and I gave her some sass. I said, where's your buddy Frankie? Where's your buddy Fra- I don't know where he is and all that. And anyway, I called, and her mom, I talked to her mom as well, and she said, Kathy's at the library. Well, I don't know. So <laughs> Kathy was with Frank Schweitz when I was talking to her. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> She her, covered for her. Yeah, her mom, her mom covered for her at the same time. But, that was too uh, that funny. Was, that's, a good, that's a good mom. <laughs> Well, Stu, you yeah. uh, you went up to Malax. I went to Malax with uh, Dan Boris and Bob Krejci, and, and Mark Schutz took us down and and uh, spent a spent one day golfing. We played thirty six holes at at what is it? Izades. Yeah, Izades. And boy, I tell you what, it's there's a lot of woods in Izades. I tell you, I had a great day there, and we fished for about five hours with Mark Schutz, caught some smallmouth bass. More smallmouth bass than anything, but not tons. Not only a couple of them were over three pounds, but we had a lot of fun. Had, and it's just fun. Mark knows his stuff. They were actually sight fishing. I've never done this before for smallmouth bass. We're in three or four feet of water. And that lake is so clear. You can see the smallmouth on their nests, beds, yeah, on yeah. their beds. And uh, they weren't they weren't coming after us at all. We would just tease them and go. They go after a little bit, and go right back to their beds. And, and uh, but that was kind of fun. Then we saw this was cool. I bet it had to be a 45-inch muskie uh, followed one of the guys. Dan Boris's line, I think, is what it was. And it stuck around for a while, but it's only three feet under the water doing its thing. But uh, it never bit that either. That's cool to see that. That was really exciting. That was the best part of the the whole fishing trip, I thought. So did you have to... Everything being so clear, did you have to sneak up from a distance or throw really far, or how did you not spook those fish? Um, snuck up from a distance very, very quietly, but didn't have to throw far at all. No, we were just right over the top of them and let them let, see what happens there. But, mm-hmm. uh, I remember but, as a kid, you know, the largemouth would always be on beds at my dad's cabin, and you'd see these monster fish just sitting there, right? Yeah. And I would try everything, you know, fake worms, <laughs> anything, minnows, anything, because when you're a 10-year-old kid and you see a huge bass sitting there, I could never get him to bite. You know, sometimes they would pick up the worm and move it out of their yeah. nest. Like, yeah. they did not care. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was a lot of fun. And uh haven't done that before. And then you go. Uh, both you guys did some fishing this week. Mark, you fished with the kids someplace, right? Yeah, I went up a little bit farther north. Um, I don't recommend going on 35E north 
at 5.30 on a Friday night on Memorial <laughs> Weekend. Uh, good plan. I, I, th- I thought we were going to be sneaky and, and get out before, but we went out. Um, we went north north of North Branch. I'm not going to name the lake, but the lake. The lake but uh, I wanted to g- get a little bit bigger crappies. We've been at the local lakes, and most crappies are just kind of under eater size. And there, there's plenty of them, a lot of fun, but we wanted to get into some bigger ones. So we tried another lake. Had a lot of success. The the lily pads are starting to butt up. My friend Eric, who showed me this spot, um, who has a new boat, by the way, um, he, he knows this place. So we went there, and it's amazing how in a week everything can change, right? He was there last week, no lily pads, no weeds budding up at all. A week later, there's lily pads everywhere. So it's 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 pretty amazing how you know, fishing situations can change so rapidly. But it's kind of like marriage. I mean, before you know it, yeah. their, their kids are all over the place, man. Just, yeah. They're <laughs> all familiar. over the place. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. And we, you had a nice day. It was Max. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. both All three boys were with me, which um, can be a challenge, but it went really well. Just got to have distractions and snacks. That's all you got to do. Yep. And can't stay out more than two hours, and that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we caught a, a big meal of fish we had for lunch today, so everyone was happy and the key is to just keep them excited, right? Keep them going, keep them happy, keep them wanting to go out in the boat with dad because uh, it's probably not going to be the case forever. Right? Only only being out there for two hours is okay with you, but it's not okay with your wife. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. April would like to ah, like give her three. Yeah, or four that was hours a rare one, yeah. a rare one yeah. when all yeah. the boys are out of the house fishing. But some of our some of our show tonight's going to be talking talking about uh, the boundary waters a little bit. <clears throat> I got a, a Will Goble's going to call in. He just came back from the boundary waters today. Sam just came back from the boundary waters today. I've been up there many, many times, and we're going to tell stories. And then uh, Jason Mitchell is going to join us at 640. Of course, Jason Mitchell outdoors. Sam, tell us about your trip. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, we left uh, Thursday. Well, it's kind of, let me back up. I decided, you know, m- my brother-in-laws, they, they planned this, I don't know, probably three, four months ago. Um, they get on it and start. I know your brother-in-law as well. All great guys. Yes. They're in our Bible study together. So it's, it's been awesome getting to know them. Yeah. They're good guys. Super, super down to earth. Anybody can get along with them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they probably planned it three, four months ago. Um, you know, they start the group text, start, you know, start chumming the water, see who's going to commit, who's not. Well, I didn't commit. I told him I'm not going because my back and, um, stuff going on but uh and you fell off a ladder this week i did (laughs) (laughs) you Um, looked like a bear attacked you by the way oh yeah it it hurts bad um but uh yeah like i was standing on the top rung i so uh friendly reminder folks the green ladder is only good for 220 pounds (laughs) (laughs) and then on the top on the top ladder in huge font it says do not stand or kneel on so They really mean it. You know, the funny thing is I have that exact green ladder too. Yeah. But I would never stand on the top anyway. Literally, the (laughs) rivets were popping out. You don't want to. You don't want to stand on top, especially if you're 100 pounds more than what the limit says. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe that you did not really hurt yourself. I'm very lucky. Um, which, so what I was saying, I didn't commit. I committed on Sunday. Okay. To go to this, and then we're finished trying to finish this barn. And Monday, I'm out working on the barn, and I'm get, we're hanging trim. And so we have this, you know, huge telehandler that Kirsten's uncle letting us borrow. You know. He, Huge like platform on it that you can tie into. It can reach fifty feet. You know that's probably where I should have been. Probably. And we're going along the side of the the barn, and they're like, "Hey, it's, it's Sam, the guy who works for my father." And I was like, "Hey, I need a hand. Let's grab a ladder." And it was just out of my reach. I was like, "Well, I'll just go up there. I'm not that big of a deal." And I reach, and all of a sudden, 
you know how sometimes the ladder, like the foot gives out a little bit and you try and just to readjust your, mm-hmm. and I did that and it was just literally <laughs> the two support arms literally broke both <laughs> off. Ladders, rivets were popping and like the top just caved in. Was it going like, like, yeah, like a cartoon? <laughs> yeah. And I fell and I tried grabbing onto a six by six, like rough sawn wood, like post. And I hit my head on the header and I could still feel it in my ear. Oh. And I slid down this pole and I literally have like, they look like huge scrapes, but they're actually burns and landed right on the ladder. So I have a huge ladder rung bruise across my chest, my leg. Oh. And then we roughed the the whole thing Tuesday, and I slept on the floor the past couple nights. So it's been I'm very excited for my bed tonight. You know, but I'm not I'm not sorry to say that I don't feel bad for you. I'm not looking for sympathy. I you think know. I think that was not a very good you. decision. It, I, it was a lesson well learned. Well, you're only 35, 32, you're 32. You'll you'll keep learning. Well, let's talk a little bit about yeah. the, your fishing trip. You yeah, just, so I decided, just south of the Boundary Waters where you were a little correct. bit. Correct. Yeah. So we we I decided Sunday to go, which I'm really glad because we headed up Thursday. Um like Stu knows, we stayed at um my wife's cousin's grandpa. His name is Claude. Um we talked a lot your about this. Your name has to be Claude if you live in northern Minnesota. Yeah. yeah and he he's the full-blooded Italian. We actually talked about, you know, he came here which is like, a strange name for an Italian. It is. Sorry, I'm with like, my uh, peanut gallery Claude commentary. like the Oveski is what is what it is, and super good guy. He's got this really cool bunkhouse, which they redid, um, put it into three, four different rooms, like you know, refreshed it. Very, very nice. So we got to we hung out there um, Thursday night. He's got the big sauna. Um, Say that again. Sauna. Yeah. Yep. And um, they it can how many how many guys do you think could fit in that? Twelve. Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Twelve. Twelve of me. Six of you. Yeah. But for, no, like, no. that's legitimate. Yeah, like, no. I, I, I 100% agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, wood fired, you know, it's got a changing room in front of it. I mean, this is legit. Um, and so, I, what we did, we ordered some pizzas, we got some lines in the water. Wait, wait, you can order pizza in the boundary waters? We weren't in the boundary waters yet. This hey, is they the were at Claude's house. <laughs> Johnny picked up pizzas. <laughs> we, uh, we threw some lines in the water. One, one I want to say one of the most beautiful lakes, and Strew can count for this is that bear island it's right there it's gorgeous oh my why even why even go anyplace else bear islands I w- i've been on it i was on it this year yeah and it's uh beautiful that's uh, there's some big fish in that lake too yeah. what were you doing on bear island i was there fishing with steve runnerberg oh okay yeah um yeah and so we uh we hung out there and we 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 decided something new this year instead of we, we were late getting the permits the permits went fast uh, you know everyone's getting outdoors um so matt didn't get the permit so we decided you know what to do instead of there's been two two years um where it's been just non-stop paddling portages just horror story after horror story <laughs> Stu and i know we left at 40 degree weather downpour on a three hour you know three mile canoe trip that was u-turns the yeah. whole when way we get to the second break we'll tell that story that's a good yeah. one yeah and then last year when we didn't go they took the wrong path and they literally had to canoe for eight hours on the way out last year. And they left a day early because there was hail coming in. And it they literally had an eight-hour canoe. Because they went the wrong way. Matt read the map wrong. And then he thought it was like a 100-yard <laughs> rod portage. It ended up being like a few hundred yards or a few hundred rods, which What's is a rod? 16 feet. Okay. So do that math. 300 times 16 feet. Like it's pretty significant hike. Yeah. 
uh, carrying three pony kegs. Um. These guys are nuts. We'll, we'll talk about this. We only have pho? about a minute. We have only like have, giant yeah. pots of yeah. pho. We only have yeah. a minute to. But the last time we went with with Sam and his brothers in law and Matt, some guy hollering Matt all the time. I yeah. don't know who he was. These guys hauling a keg. You know, and, and going through partages carrying a 16-gallon keg and lasted about six hours, you know. And said, holy, and half of those guys never got in the canoe, never fished, but they drank the beer. I said, holy buckets, these guys. And they, they have fun. They oh, yeah. They have fun. Well, you want to go to break quick, and then we yeah, can finish that one. We got the first segment, so. Back with more Ely Adventures. Now would be the time to check on the jerky. These smokers aren't going to tend themselves. You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen on Bob Outdoors. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devils. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devils Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilslakemd.com. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. DazealHVAC.com Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? Then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic, the grounds perfectly maintained. The beautiful pool is heated and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year, the four outdoorsmen included. Visit BalsamBeachResort.com. Mark here, and I'll be the first to admit that my health is taking a backseat to kids' work and family these days. I've been unhappy with my current care that's reactive and not proactive. That's why I'm excited to go to a consultation with Everest Men's Health in a few weeks. You two can schedule a $50 testosterone test, including blood testing, body composition, and consultation with one of Everest Men's Health medical experts at one of their three Twin Cities locations. Go to everestmenshealth.com. Hey, welcome back. Lancastle 2022 and Winstead Outdoor Show presented by Burt Gun Outdoors. It's September 9th and 10th in Winstead, Minnesota. Grab your fish house and come stay in the state's largest campgrounds of fish, fish housing uh, houses. Fish, what's ice fishing houses, I guess is what it is. Hey, come design the fish house of your dreams and from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Shop on our vendor market and see popular ice fishing products on site, including booths from Clam, Ice Castle, Fish Houses, New fishing gear and a custom pub with food from Big Boar Barbecue. And there's going to be beer on tap as well. Landcastle 2022 tickets and details at landcastlesummerfest.com. 
Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Is the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding, solutions, service, results. Crystal Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. Hey, Brandon from The Homegrown Show here. If you know me, you know that I'm a huge fan of sleep and comfort. Well, that means I'm also a huge fan of MyPillow.com. And I just got to tell you about the blowout sale of the year. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $90 on a pair of my slippers. The first thing I do when I get home from work is I kick off my shoes and I slip on a pair of my slippers. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue and wrapped in quality leather suede, these slippers are so comfortable I forget I'm wearing them. I can't even tell you how many times I've walked out of my house with them on. And that's no problem because not only do they feel great, but they look great too. And they're designed to wear indoor and out all day long. Head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and check this great deal out for yourself. You can also call 1-800-606-7812. And don't forget to use the promo code BOB. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to get conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you'll be speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Hey, we're back. We're going to get right to it because we're talking Boundary Waters stories right about now the next 15, 20 minutes. Just before we get to Jason Mitchell of Jason Mitchell Outdoors, one of our great friends from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Hey, Will Goble, hang on a second. We're going to do some shout-outs before we get to you and hear some stories, because you just came back from the Boundary Waters as well. We'll be right with you. Yeah, a couple shout-outs here, just a couple 
Um, in the future, if you want to get mentioned live on air, just comment on our Fort Dorsman post on Facebook. Uh, first one is Jesse Koskinimi says, getting packed up for my Axis deer hunt at the Ox Ranch in Texas. They're starting to rut now, so hopefully get a good one. Uh, we have to learn about that, Axis deer hunt. And Bill Katz, our good friend, says, happy Memorial Day, guys. Have a great show. Thanks, everyone, for writing. I got a couple of myself. I worked the Twins game uh, a couple of days ago. They won 10-7 to 7 or something. It was a really – it was such a gorgeous, gorgeous night. I met some wonderful people. Uh, one of my work friends, her name is Kathy. She said she can listen tonight, and I'm shouting out to you, Kathy. Hope you're doing well. And uh, Karen, our team lead. I have to do a shout-out to her for her because she is the – she's got more energy than I do. So she makes working at the ballpark a lot of fun. And five guys from South Dakota were there. And, uh, boy, we had a lot of fun. I don't know their names, what part of South Dakota, but they promised they'd be listening to the four outdoorsmen on the way back to South Dakota today after they were here for three days. So that's a lot of fun. So thanks to everybody for listening and shouting out those kind of things. Will Goble, welcome back to the four outdoorsmen. How's it going, guys? Every day's a gift, buddy. You know that. Every day's a gift. Now, you fish more than anybody I know. I mean, you're like a professional guide without being a professional guide. And you just spent a couple of, what, three or four more days in, in Ely? Give us a little shout-out. How'd it go up there? Well, this weekend, it's been another awesome weekend. I literally just got back from Basswood Lake about 15 oh. minutes ago. <laughs> I've been on that um, one. That's a good one. Now, that's kind of yep. cheating, Will, because I'm guessing you took the truck portage, right? Is that what it is? You take a portage over there from Fawn yep. Lake or something? And you can, can were you in canoes or were you, were you in a fishing boat? Well, we were fishing in a boat, and yeah, we we took the motorized truck portage, so it's about 15, 16 miles back to where we fish. Um, we start on Moose Lake, you go through Newfound and right. Sucker Lake, right. and then you hit the portage, and then it's another about eight miles to the fishing spot. Mm. And uh, we uh, we started off pretty good today. Uh, Strew was asking me for another memorable moment, and we had one today. Uh, the first uh, first two fish of the day was actually a double. Uh, I was fishing with uh, my friend Jack, and my bobber went down, and boom, I set the hook. And his bobber went down, and boom, he set the hook. And I caught a 41-inch northern, and he had a 37-inch northern. Wow, at the so that, same time. That's a, that's a <laughs> thrill. So that's how we started our day today. And, uh, um, well, I wish I could say it was uphill from there, but we, we continued to catch a uh, bunch of, you know, mid 30 inch northerns throughout the afternoon and had a nice day. So, so you were targeting, um, were you targeting northerns then obviously with big suckers or something like that? Yep. Yep. We're fishing big bobbers with big sucker minnows in shallow water. Wow. And it's, uh, it's very relaxing and a lot of fun. How many pounds is a 41 inch northern approximately? Um, a forty. This one had a uh, nineteen and a half inch girth, uh, and uh, I'm I'm guessing that that one's probably touching twenty twenty one pounds. You know, um, they're they're all spawned out right now, but they're putting the feed bags on hard. You know, I'm I'm from the old school, like my buddy Mark Fisher across the room over there when we were growing up. Nothing was nothing was measured in inches or girth or that. They were just oh, yeah. how, how many pounds are they? That's all they <laughs> yeah. were. I never even knew you met right. We didn't care how, yeah. how long it is. The old hook. Like, how heavy is the damn thing? thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's about it. So uh, good for you. Now every time I talk to you, you're fishing a lot, and I'm, I'm glad for. And so it's obvious you're not married. He's a young guy, and uh, so do it as much as you can because th things change eventually. But 
you never seem to have a bad day. You know, something. Is has, it ever a bad day fishing? Well, for, hasn't anything ever gone wrong for you in the Boundary Waters? I mean, didn't you ever run up there without any matches or something? Well, my first day, my, my first trip in, uh, we just did a day trip again, and uh, uh, we only brought one extra can of gas. And we didn't exactly uh, take into consideration of how much gas it took to get out there. So um, we ended up making it back all right, but let's just say we were running on fumes. Now, two years ago, we, were, we went in, and, uh, you know, we've never really had any major catastrophe thankfully and uh you know anything that we've ever forgotten has has not been essential by any means but um uh two years ago we were on our way back home from five days in the boundary waters and um one of uh the other boats that was in the party we were we were coming back through sucker lake and uh, there's a few spots that you have to watch out because there's rock bars that come out and let's just say dan uh, came a little too close to shore, and uh, uh, he blew up the side of his lower unit. <laughs> well, that, that'll do it. That's that'll do it. So, thank. He was still able to run. Surprisingly, he sheared the casing, uh, side of the side of the casing of the lower unit off, but he still had his prop, and he was still able to limp it in. The funny thing is, we got it back, got it on the trailer, and as soon as it got out of the water, the prop. And all the bearings and everything fell out. Oh man, you're so. you're a pretty lucky man. I'll tell you what, you're talking about a, a one day basswood trip. That's for me. I'm portaged in the Boundary Waters a lot, and Sam's going to tell some stories. The second section here about some of his Boundary Waters excursions as well. But if I can go with you someday, maybe a two day thing. We'll camp out one night. Take a power boat across, a couple of portages. I'm in. You know, I'm in. Mark, go ahead, Mark. Well, that's what I love, and I kind of learned that from our, our, our friends in Ely, Narrowhead Outdoors, is that there's so many great lakes there that you can actually use your boat, or it's day trip canoeing. Like, I'm used to Boundary Waters as in you're out for a week straight in a canoe with, you know, minimal equipment, but um, there, there's so many great lakes around there that you can just port, you could just, you know, take your boat into. What, uh... What are some of the names of the lakes that you tried around the Ely area? Well, some of the lakes that I really like. So um, uh, we'll start off on, like, Boundary Waters lakes mm-hmm. that are technically motorized. Right. Uh, the, two that, the two that I really like are Basswood, of course, yep. and then uh, uh, Trout Lake off mm-hmm. of Lake Vermilion. Trout Lake can be very, very good, and uh, in the, even in the middle of the summer, it, it can be awesome for lake trout. Um other lakes around the Ely area that I really enjoy and have fun on are, uh, I, I really enjoy Birch and uh, some of the smaller uh, potholes around there that I'm going to keep secret just for uh, just my own sake. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, I, under, uh, I understand. But, uh, and then Vermilion. I love, love fishing Vermilion, too. Um, you you know, you got me in a small boat. I just have a 14-foot John boat, so I got to pick my days to go out there. But um, you can have a lot of fun at this time of year out on Vermilion. I'm in, buddy. I'm in. Hey, again, uh, I, 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 a shout-out to Will Goble and his dad, Bob, and his mom, Judy. A friend of mine went up to the hunting shack, the Polish Palace on Mud Creek Road this week, and, and uh, 
Carrie felt a little isolated up there. She, she's had some, a heart, heart transplant 30 years ago. So when she got there, she thought, she, and we're about eight miles off of Mud Creek Road, another 10 miles to Ely, and she was concerned about what happens if I have a medical issue here. So she said she was going to head back home. I said, wait a minute. I called the Goebbels, and they were nice enough on the spur of the moment to let Carrie and John stay at your place for a couple of nights, and I sincerely appreciate that. That little place right in town, Ely, and that was nice. They were able to spend the last couple of days in Ely. So thanks to you and your parents. Uh, great, a great family. Just a, a sincere thanks for you guys. Well, you're very welcome. They were very, very friendly, and I'm glad that we could help them out. Well, and uh, I got a shout out from. Uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Steve Renberg and Chris Winkleman yeah. from Arrowhead Outdoors yeah. for all the fabulous, fabulous bait that I've been getting the past three weeks, and uh, you know all the tips and just the good conversation that you can walk in and and have with those guys. I uh, I, re- I really enjoy. Uh, uh, going to that bait shop. That's They're, the best uh, bait shop in town. Two of the nicest people in the world. They've been sponsors of ours in the past. They're going to be sponsors of ours again in the future. So uh, uh, we are on board with that one now, man. Will Goble, thanks for being on the show again. Go back uh, home, do whatever you're doing, and get ready to do some plumbing tomorrow. And I'm, I'm looking at dates. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, fish bass with you sometime this summer. Let's do it. Take care, We're buddy. We're having a fish fry tonight, so let's do it. All right, you take care of yourself. Thanks a lot, man. Yep. Mark, go ahead. Thanks, guys. You bet. Well, I was talking about kind of before, and and you can talk to this now about your trip, Sam, is I just, I really appreciate the opportunities that are day or two trips that aren't Mm -hmm. absolute, like if if I was to take small, small children, like when I was going to the Boundary Waters at 10, you know what I mean? If you have a problem, it's taking you two days to get out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you can do that, if the weather's good, or if I went with my dad who, you know, um, is, is older and if he has health problems. I'm I'm interested in trips that are secluded nature-wise, but aren't completely cut right. off from society. Kind of so, like kind of like weaning the kids into yeah, uh, yeah. to the bigger trips. Go ahead, Mark. I mean, go ahead, Sam. So tell us about uh, briefly again, um, kind of your situation, what you found in 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 your trip in general. Yeah. So like I said, we've had some a couple miserable years. So this year we decided to take it easy. We couldn't get the permit to get into the, the boundary waters. So we found uh, a place just, um, I think it's just west of Birch. But who knew about that lake? How did you um, find it? Austin. About? So Austin, Claude, yeah, okay, yeah, where we, we Austin, stayed at, right. um, used to take Austin to this lake and they used to go there and fish and uh, they had a boat that they stashed there for a while um, to go do there. And then I, I believe he also baited for minnows there frequently um but yeah so we found this spot with austin's recommendation where we were able to park the trucks we had about 150 yard give or take a couple yards you know to bring the gear the canoes to kind of those i'll say the canoe launch and it was a 15 minute canoe ride i mean in a 120 acre lake um which really didn't get blown about around by wind and we found there was, I think there was four or five um, campsites. We took the furthest one. Um, was which, there access to this lake from Beerhead? Or no. It's going? Okay, all right. Nope. You have to portage to it. There's a R- Rivard Road. It's off of that. All I know. Right. No, That's, I don't. I don't know the area very well. But anyway, we found this really cool campsite that was really seasoned, if you will, and it was an island. There's about good. two two and a half acres. Good for ha- bugs in the summer. Yeah, really cool 
um, campsite that was already established with someone obviously put some boulders to make a fire pit. It was, it was decently level. Unlike where when we stayed at Strew, it was like the, the whole thing was inclined. So there was really soft areas underneath big pine trees to put our tents. And then it was an open area for the fire. Um, we were able to cast into 12 feet of water right off the, the rocks, which was, was really cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't, see, we saw one person the entire, uh, weekend and he, he brought in a boat with a four wheeler him on Memorial weekend too. Yeah. So just two, like, just two guys yeah. came in and they only fished for like the last hour. It seemed like a lot of work just to fish for an hour, but they, you can tell they frequently did it. Awesome spot. Could I you mean, have motors on that lake? Yes, you could. Since okay. it's not in the boundary waters, you could have motors. You could have, you know, you could have brought a generator if you wanted to. Um, and it was just a little bit more relaxed. We, there were seven of us. Four of us left a little early yesterday because we saw radar was coming in and we did not want to pack up. We've done it two years in a row. Uh, <laughs> pack up when it's raining. Right. And like really raining. So... Four of us left. Three of them stayed. Um, but, yeah, we just had a good time. We caught, we kept probably 15 to 17 walleye. You know, we were catching tons of northerns. The surveys on the lake had eight, nine-inch bluegills. It was – a and it, it the really thing I loved about it is, you know when you get up north into those boundary water lakes, the, the shorelines mm-hmm. are like none other. You yeah. know, it's like just beautiful granite coming out of the water, you know, pine trees and – tipped over pine trees and it's like how did it survive in four inches of soil on top of a granite right yeah a ton of that it was beautiful beautiful no beautiful not one that would be fantastic you know will goble was talking about trout lake and and that's a lot of from the hunting shack in ely minnesota you can take a boat ride across vermilion and to trout lake portage and from there you can there's a number of little islands to fish out there right from the hunting shack you can walk to uh pine lake you can from my hunting shack you can walk to to uh uh, Buckshot Lake. You can walk to Bass Lake behind the Hunting Shack, and there's a creek that takes you to Mud Lake. So the, all within three yeah. miles of my cabin, and you, so you don't have to spend a week busting your butt to to yeah. get to those kind of places right there. And it's real nature too. It's absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's not like cabin, cabin, no. cabin, cabin. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Absolutely. I mean, we saw one person. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna uh, be right back with uh, Jason Mitchell of Jason Mitchell Outdoors. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. You've heard us talking about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. 
Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. DazealHVAC.com What's the difference between a good net and a great net? Simple, it's all in the features. The Fortis Nets by Clam Outdoors are tough, safe on fish, easy to use, and are backed by a limited time warranty, so you can count on your landing net catch after catch. Available in a wide array of options for all types of anglers, choose from various hoop shapes and sizes, handle lengths and colors. You pick the net that fits your fishing needs and style the best. Learn more at clamoutdoors.com. Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. Lately, with raising a family, coaching, and work, I've been feeling tired, foggy, unmotivated, and I can't seem to lose weight like I should. That's why I took the simple step of scheduling a $50 testosterone test that includes blood testing, body composition test, and consultation at Everest Men's Health. After two years of video visits and dismissive checkups, I'm excited to have an in-person meeting finally. Go to everestmenshealth.com to schedule a visit with one of their three Twin Cities locations. I did, and I'll let you know how it goes. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. Hey, Jason Mitchell, welcome back to the Four Outdoorsmen, sir. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. What's new in Devil's Lake? Did you take the weekend off? Uh, kind of, yeah, just doing some family stuff, just doing some fun stuff here, celebrating my daughter's birthday, and uh, going to take the kids out fishing tomorrow morning, and yeah, it's been beautiful weather finally. So. That's kind of like taking a walk on, like, like a mailman taking a walk on his day off. You fish for a living, and you're taking <laughs> your family fishing. But, uh, <laughs> that's but, the most important thing right yes it is <laughs> yes yes it is buddy mark's got a question well i just ha- have a statement you're not allowed to take personal days it's filming season jason what's go- what's wrong with you <laughs> oh we- we'll get both done we got a lot of summer left yeah jason mitchell of uh, devil's lake north dakota jason mitchell outdoors got the television show of course uh, on uh, fox sports north you got all your gear and all that you and you're nice enough to spend uh, 15 minutes with us a couple of times a year. Devil's Lake, how can Devil's Lake, it's about 160,000 acres, rise three or four feet? Are you guys having issues with, with too much water in Devil's Lake right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely come up. It's come up over a couple feet, you know, and it's so flat rolling 
country out here, you know, and the, and the water doesn't go anywhere. And so, you know, you get, like, we had a wet spring. We had a little bit of moisture this winter, you know, but then we had a really dry summer last year. And yeah. so, you know, it dropped a few feet. Now it's up a few feet. Um, it's not as high as it was, say, six, seven, eight years ago, but uh, it's still relatively high, you know. And so, uh, it, you know, but the high water is, you know, good for fishing. There's no doubt about that. It's definitely created a lot of these fishing opportunities that we've enjoyed over the last 20 years, just as high water cycles done that. So. Yeah. Jason, Mark here, what, what do you think it is about the higher water that helps fishing? Is it more structure or um, what, you know, how does that change the composition of the lake and make it better for fishing? Well, the biggest thing is, and, and biologists have a term for and I can't remember the name of it, but basically when you take terrestrial vegetation and flood it, there's a lot of carbon that's released into the ecosystem. And the same thing happens if you take a wet aquatic uh, environment uh-huh. and turn it into terrestrial, you know, turn it dry, you know, a lot of carbon gets released, okay? And and so it's almost like, um, it's almost like high-octane rocket fuel, you know, as far right. as at the bottom of the food chain. And, you know, in... in the thing about it is, you know, we're all getting older, and, and we're, we're, a lot of us are born after they built a lot of the reservoirs, like on the Missouri River and in the Ozarks and stuff like that. But, you know, when those reservoirs were newer or younger, they were a lot more fertile and a lot more productive than they are now. You know, uh, you know, you even see, like, on the Missouri River reservoirs, you know, like Lake Oahe and Sakakawea, you know, that water drops, say, 15, 20 feet for, say, 5 to 10, 15 years and all that well, you know, the trees grow up on the shoreline and the grass and the brush and everything. Then you, then you flood it, and then you've got five to ten years of phenomenal fishing, you know. And so it's just kind of that cycle. And so out here, you know, when you take that, that you know, that, that dry land and you flood it, it just, it just it's, there's nothing quite like it from an aquatic standpoint, you know, from a productivity We're talking with Jason Mitchell of Jason Mitchell Outdoors. I tell you what, this is perfect timing, Jason, because... Uh, I'm, I'm, you're probably one of your biggest groupies. I catch every show you got on TV and I learn a lot and I have fun. It's, it's not only just learning stuff, you're getting entertained by what you guys do. But a couple of weeks back, I was watching a sh- uh, one of your episodes. Uh, I think you were fishing in the Detroit lakes area and you were slip using slip bobbers for walleyes. And that's something that Mark had a couple of questions back, uh, about last week with, with Tony Roach trying to get some answers about how to go about that. Do you always why fish with slip bobbers as compared to just jigging? Well, you can throw jigs around too. You know, I mean, there all these different things complement each other. I mean, a jig will complement a slip bobber. A soft plastic complements live bait. You know, in the sense, a lot of times, you know, we're throwing all the tools at them. That particular stretch to where we were filming, you know, we just had really cold water temps and, yeah. and a lot of cold fronts were coming through, yeah. and so the fish were kind of in a little bit of a funk. And what I find is that those fish are in a funk. You just let a leech squirm in one place in front of a fish, is it's just too much for, you know. Now, is a slip bobber a great way to um, break down 5,000 acres of water to try to find fish? <laughs> yeah, right. No. But if, but, if you, but if you know where the fish are and, and you're just pulling your hair out trying to get them to bite, a slip bobber will get it done, you know. And so it's just one tool in the tool chest. You know, why use a slip bobber, where to use a slip bobber, you know, that's it. You know, when you, when you know the, where the fish are and uh, – and they're just in a funk. And sometimes even when they're biting good, I mean, a slip bobber is a pretty useful tool, but it's a pretty spot-on tool. It's a very precise tool. It's not a tool that you can cover and eliminate a lot of water with because it takes a little bit of patience. You know, you you, know, uh, but, you, you, uh, you brought something up just a couple of seconds ago. You talked about how clear the water was on this lake in Detroit Lakes area. I forget who you were fishing with, and I could see, you actually could see four or five feet down some of these fish fighting. You had your underwater cameras, of course, which is really fun to watch. I don't know who does that stuff, but it's really, really good filming you guys do. Is it more difficult for you to fish 
And would you rather fish clear water as compared to, you know, dirtier water? What is your preference? Uh, no, I don't really have any preference. I like, you know, there's an old saying that everything's good in moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's probably one of the wisest sayings ever, you know, and, and it applies to everything. Yeah. Um, and it definitely applies to fishing, too. You know, really, really clear water, like for a sea where you can see down 20 feet, yeah, you might have a little bit of challenge, you know, or challenges, you know, unless you're willing to fish at 2 in the morning, you know. Yeah. Um, really dirty water where you can only see down an inch, again, you're going to have some challenges, you know. And so a lot of times it's trying to find that middle ground. Um for example, a lot of Minnesota lakes are clear lakes. I mean, you can see down six, seven feet most days, most places. And it might be a deer, you get a little bit of ripple on the water, and, and there's some cabbage that's growing in eight feet of water that's causing the, a little bit of stain in the water, and that's all it takes. Or, you know, you're, you're trying to fish where the wind's blowing in, where the wind's been blowing in for two days, and, and the water's just a little bit more stain there. That's what you're looking for, you know. Um, if you're like like on Devil's Lake this year, we've had a lot of you know, so we're talking about that two feet rise in the lake. There's been a lot of dirty water coming in. I mean, it's just like chocolate milk. The water that's coming into Devil's Lake, and uh, even though the water's warmer, and I think there's fish in it, they're really hard to catch. And so I've been finding fish and catching fish by finding cleaner water. Where you know I've been going back into spots that are out of the wind and out of the way from the runoff where you can see down a foot and still looking for those warmer water caps. And that's how I've been catching fish, cool. you know? And so it's usually, a, usually kind of a happy medium middle ground is what you're looking for. Yeah. Hey Jason, Sam here, quick question for you with the, the clear and the murkier water, if you will. I, I was always taught growing up when you, you fish the clearer water, your pre, uh, presentation should be more realistic than like, like bright, you know, purples and oranges and greens. Could you touch on that and your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, it's you know one of the things. One of the biggest things with clear water is not so much the color. I mean, that's color is the last thing that I worry about. Okay, uh, the biggest thing is a lot of times the fish are going to be spooky. They're, they're even you know there might be walleys in five feet of water and you can see down ten feet, but the fish are going to be really spooky. And, and you'll even see like for example, if you're pitching jigs where you know you'll catch one fish and you'll see two fish following the one that you're reeling in and then they get halfway to the boat and then they scatter and you can't find them again whereas if that water had say two foot visibility you wouldn't have spooked those fish instead of catching one you would have caught five you know or you know be, having to make long cast to get away from the boat is probably a, a big thing uh another adjustment that we see is that a lot of times you can't just go straight braid you know you can't tie fire line right to your jig and, and catch fish in really, really clear water. You know, you're going to be using mono, light mono, or uh, the bare minimum, a long fluorocarbon leader, you know, and uh, and so that's probably the biggest thing is mono, fluorocarbon, lighter line, and getting away from the boat is, is the number one thing that we see across the board. doesn't matter what the species, okay? Now when you get down to color, um, you know, and then the other thing I'll say is that, for example, in really, really clear water, um, you know, for example, you look at like the Great Lakes, right? When these fish, when the smallmouths first push in and they're fresh and they haven't seen a lure in a long time and the water's, you know, it's windy and the water's a little stained in the springtime from storms and stuff, you can catch them on jerk baits. By the middle of July, you can hardly catch them on a hard bait. It's almost all, you know, realistic soft plastics that are dark, subdued colors, you know? And so that's the other thing is that sometimes it gets harder to catch fish on lures as the water clears up, and it, and it can be more of a live bait deal to catch fish consistently, you know, especially for walleyes, you know. But, um, you know, and as far as colors, I mean, yeah, I mean, I like to go with no color or dark colors or natural colors uh, when the water's really, really clear. And as a rule of thumb, brighter, flashier colors when the water's dirty or it has some steam to it. But 
color is the last thing that I worry about. I've got a lot of other things I'm worrying about besides color. Um, I always say if you can use the wrong color in the right place at the right time, the right color at the wrong place at the wrong time, I'll tell you what you're going to catch. That's nothing. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> I should put that on my wall. Yeah, yeah, that should be on your wall. Hey, water temperature usually gradually goes from, you know, uh, 45 degrees to 55, 60 degrees in a, in a month or whatever it is. This year it seemed like we went from, you know, 40 degrees to 55 degrees in, in two weeks. Has that quick change affected uh, how you approach fishing? Not really. I mean, it's, you know, there are certain things you expect this time of year. You know, you expect the fish to be shallow. Um, it does seem like when that warmer water hits, you know, it just seems like we've got good fishing all over. I mean, like right now we're just scrambling, trying to film as many shows as we can because it's easy right now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's oh, some yeah. of the best fishing of the year. I always say, you know, on the lilac blue, when the lilacs bloom, watch out. I mean, it's like everything's biting everywhere, you know? And a lot of the fish are shallow. And so that, you know, that's just, I think it's enjoyable. I mean, I'd rather catch fish five feet of water than 40 feet of water. In fact, we won't even, we don't even like the show fish getting caught deeper than, mm-hmm. say, 25 feet of water, you know, just because of the barrel trauma, you know. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. uh, it's just, you know, good, easy, fun fishing right now. And, and it doesn't always have to be walleyes. It could be larger mouths getting ready to move up on beds. It could be crappies. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff happening that's fun right now. And it, it does coincide. Anyway, everybody's been waiting for spring. We have been, too, right? I mean, the fish have been waiting. I mean, <laughs> Mother Nature is ready, you know. So good time of year. Uh, okay, also, when I was watching you do the Slip Arbor show, you were doing fishing with braided line, which I like braided line, because it's a lot easier when you can change it like once a year, maybe every two years. <laughs> uh, how many how many pound tests do you use for braided line? And, and, what, and do you, you do have a, like monofilament as, as a leader, if you want to call it that, right? Why why fourteen yeah, pound braided yeah. test? I, I use I use braided line a lot for slip bobbers. I, you know specifically I use the Power Pro just because it's got a texture that that slip bobber will stick to, uh-huh. or the bobber not the stop will stick to. But uh, the whole key is you got to use a heavy enough braid where that bobber stop can stick. Okay, and so a lot of times I'm using like a fourteen pound Power Pro, and then below it I'll put like either an eight or a six or a ten pound fluorocarbon or sometimes monofilament leader below that okay and so the fish see the fluorocarbon or the monofilament on the bottom but that power pro up above is just durable and lasts a long time and in the and the thing about it is that bobber stops will have a tendency to slide a lot if you use braided line and so that's why you have to use the heavier braid heavier power pro you know at least 14 pounds sometimes even 20 pounds and then the other thing i like to do is i run two bobber stops on top of each other back to back kind of piggyback them and then cinch them up really tight and that seems to grip and hold pretty good so you don't have to worry about your bobber stops moving so much so do you use the old school line the green line ones or do you use those new rubber type ones you know the rubber ones are nice but they only last you know they don't have the lifespan i mean they they last for maybe two or three days and they get kind of almost like they get worn out and you can Uh hardly cast them through your guides you know so that part of it annoys me other than that they work great they work great when they're brand new when you first put them on but uh, usually i just use the old school dacron line ones you know that come on the straw you know so i've even noticed buying the plat the rubber ones that if they're sitting in a store for too long like i've put them on and they've disintegrated before like you have yeah, to be really oh, yeah. careful with that too but um that's good to know hey well i got a question against slip bobber do you when you get a hit on a slip bobber you see the bobber go down do you open the bail or you just let it take it for a couple of seconds and then boom set the hook I set the hook as soon as I see it. As soon as I get to it, I'm cracking them. I mean, I don't, I don't, you don't, I've never seen it where you have to feed them or I was missing fish because I wasn't giving it to them enough. I mean, when it disappears, just crack them. And, and the thing I'll tell you on that is that, um, you know, just from all the years that I spent guiding, you know, I did a lot of slip bobber 
fishing because a, a slip bobber is like a guide's best friend. You can yeah. anchor, your hands are free, you can run everything in the boat. And, you know, people are talking, they're reeling yeah. in their own fish. There's yeah. a lot to like about it. But uh, set the hook with the reel. You know, just crank on that reel handle to pick up all that slack on the line. And then you'll see that connect, you'll start to connect to the bobber. And uh, that rod tip will start to load up and just crank on that reel handle. And then as that rod starts to load up from cranking on the reel handle, then set the hook. You know, but set the hook with the reel is probably the biggest thing. Otherwise, you're just going to be swinging and missing. Great, JP. One final, final question or comment. I, I've got a lot more respect for you from the last show because you took a big video of you blowing it. Man, you, you, missed, you missed a nice fish. You caught, you caught, almost caught, a big muskie when you were fishing for walleyes. Were you surprised when you caught that thing? Not, eh, not really. I mean, we see all kinds of weird stuff, you know, over the course of the year. Um, it's really common if you're on a lake that's got big pike or big muskie around or whatever. I mean, you know, it's really common to catch fish accidentally. In fact, I would guess that more muskies get caught by bass and walleye fishermen than muskie fishermen uh-huh. in the big scheme of things. Yeah. Well, you look at Minnetonka, right? I mean, everybody's pounding the those spots for bass and and over the course of the year they probably catch i mean granted there's a lot more people fishing for bass too right so it's a numbers deal but uh yeah i mean walleye and bass anglers catch big muskies all the time it's not uncommon at all i was surprised i was surprised we saw saw that fish before we caught it oh you did oh yeah i was chasing a fish we were reeling in (laughs) oh that's fun well that's a thrill. Jason Mitchell, Jason Mitchell Outdoors on uh, Fox Sports North and the Twin Bally's. Cities. Bally's. Is that Bally's? Oh, it's oh, Bally's yeah. now. It's That's changed. right. That's right. Yeah, well, I'll call it Fox. And, uh, hey, thanks for joining us, young man. I'm going to be out there probably sometime in July to try to hook up and uh, buy you a beer, and, and uh, I'll lie about my fishing skills is what I'm going to do. So, uh, take care of yourself. That's and, what we and, all do, right? Yes, we do, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care of your family, and, uh, boy, thanks for everything you do for the fishing industry. Jason Mitchell. You bet. Thank you. Take care, young man. But I tell you what, he's a good man. It's almost he's, like he knows his stuff. He, I think he knows his yeah. stuff. Uh, thanks to all of our guests, Jason Mitchell and uh, Will Goble. And, hey, we'll talk more about Boundary Waters next time because we have a tendency to just BS and things <laughs> just kind of get out of hand here. Uh, the boys and I thank you for joining us on the 4 Outdoorsman. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, my buddy Mark's got some advice. Get outside and make some memories.